0: sister act this is a podcast where two sisters talk about movie musicals we haven't done this in a while but we are back and the audio for this episode might be bad we'll find (laughs) out later (laughs) we're recording on one microphone because nick has lost her usb adapter
1: it's true i did (laughs) anyway i'm nicola i'm one of the sisters and
0: i'm jackie i'm the other sister and today we are going to talk about 13, Thirteen, the musical, the movies. movie on Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> Our context for it, Nick is more familiar with Thirteen than I am, although yes. we both are fans of the original musical. I saw several stage productions of this in my life, but Nick participated in a sort Not of a a bridge full, yeah, situation. A, a weird
1: little thing, but I do know like every lyric of every song pretty much. Except for, like, the really bad ones. But... And all of the new ones that this movie introduced. Yes, I don't know any of the words to those. But, yeah. So,
0: I don't remember how this starts. It starts with, like, he's in church. He's in temple.
1: <laughs> yes, with <laughs> Robbie Shapiro. So. <laughs> when... We, when the casting was announced... I can't really remember what the situation was. But I was you reading, reading IMDb, and You said and Josh like, Peck yeah. is playing Robbie Shapiro. And I was like, what are you talking about? Robbie, like, from Victorious? Like, he's not a... There's no character named Robbie Shapiro in 13. And then I looked it up, and Josh Peck plays Rabbi Shapiro. <laughs> so he is Evan's rabbi in New York City, where he lives. And he's... Uh, <laughs>
0: Yes, that was. Anyway, moving on from my inability <laughs> to pronounce "rabbi" <laughs> or just my brain inability to, to parse it properly. Uh, movie starts for in a sort of boring way in a scene yeah. where like, they're just like chatting about how like, like Every, Josh Peck is Josh like Peck smiling and ha- having like a there good was t- no
1: reason for him to be in the movie.
0: I have no problem with him being in the movie, but the role was it was just like not.
1: In I mean, general, if he had a different character, then sure, he could have been in the movie. I'm... You're objecting to the character. <laughs> yeah, it was just unnecessary. It just felt like they needed another adult big name.
0: It was just odd, because the rabbi was a pretty big character who was just, like, dispensing wisdom, but the grandma already was really... It, like it, it felt like a double beat of characters mm-hmm. who just, like, say yeah. advice that is necessary for characters. But this launches into... 13 the song he explains to the rabbi that he's moving to indiana and now he's gonna have to finish his training for his, <laughs> <laughs> his studies for his bar mitzvah over zoom um, or facetime and, and he's upset about it and he's gonna have to do his bar mitzvah in a place where there are no jewish people
1: and none of his family or friends that are there i think the craziest thing about this whole movie is that <laughs> Other than his parents and his grandmother, none of his family went to his bar mitzvah. But anyway, we'll get there.
0: Um, This launches into the song 13, which to me was a big indicator that this movie was like like just the production design was like too squeaky clean. It felt mm -hmm. like, like, oh, this is like a very sanitized image of New York. They're walking through the streets of New York. They're also like calling, I don't know. So. One time, Nick and I saw a youth theater production of 13 where iconically the girl who was playing Patrice would pantomime every word to so, so she would be like, 30 miles to the nearest river, but you can't and hear me but with my hand. She's making
1: like a oh my god, like a how, little she's you know waving when you're, like, her in a car, around? and you wave your hand like to signify river. Then she like, like put like, her arms out like an, out, airplane. Like an airplane on yes. the airport, Three miles to the airport. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> I, I admittedly, that was too literal an interpretation of the songs. But there are multiple moments in songs where Evan like or Patrice call out specific places. And I kind of wanted to see them like immediately. We're like, he's between the park and the mat time and we don't see anything.
1: You you saw the the place where you can accessorize your pets.
0: That's true. It was like things that they were walking by. But even the Dairy Queen, we didn't see. We didn't see the Walmart. We just saw the pl- They just were walking by the place where you can accessorize your pets the whole time. Um, I wanted to see a school, a tree, and a couple of churches. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it's
1: thirteen. You're song. not. There's no
0: like New York elements in the production design, is what I'm trying to say. We don't see the park. We don't see the Met. They it's even just, like,
1: changed the lyrics: "Yankees in the Bronx, pretzels on the street." To just like life was good, and now who would have guessed that it's gonna be bad? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And, There's like the there's a moment where he's like standing at an intersection and he's really pressing the button to get like the right of way to walk, which is just like just no doesn't feel like the person who was choreographing or directing this had ever spent time in New York.
1: Oh my god, I'm sure it's not true. But Jamal Sims choreographed this. I really never would have guessed it. Uh, I'm gonna talk about choreography during bad bad news. Anyway, thirteen. It's also just sanitized in the way that like part of what makes 13 so great is that like that it's like 13 year old grit you know in the song it's like iconic because of lines like like um, I want to wonder bra I want to kill my mom or like how can I gain 20 pounds by Friday how can I not look dumb and track they got rid of all of those they made it all like Vague, like, ooh, it is hard to be 13, like, and not, like, specific things about, like, how 13-year-olds, you know, it didn't encapsulate the, like, not a kid but not, like, a teenager energy angst that is in the stage show.
0: Yes. Yeah, it, do- it doesn't seem... A broad thing that you're going to notice as we describe what happens in this movie is that they got rid of a lot of the, like, kind of dated, but, like, felt very gritty and 13-year-old sort of grit elements. But they didn't replace them with anything. Like, they were just replaced with... It's just watered down. Yeah. Not even watered down. Yeah. I guess it's watered down because there's just less. It's just they had to fill it with emptiness. But water is too generous. It's, it's like, it's air. <laughs> it's inflated. Or <laughs> bloated with water. That's fine. Yeah, it's, uh, anyway, it's an essential element, but it's, you know, we wanted some flavor. Yes. There's none.
1: So that was 13. My next big complaint is that <laughs> the one thing that 13, the musical, didn't need was, like, a midlife crisis subplot. Like, yeah, so. Deborah Messing is like the secondary lead character, and who cares? Sorry, it's about 13 year olds. <laughs>
0: they get to Indiana where they're moving. There's a little scene in the middle of the song where Evan's getting like a suitcase from his dad, and he's like, you're ruining my life and yeah. they've also sort of sanitized like i don't think that they're as explicit about the dad cheating on the mom i mean, I mean maybe it's in there
1: i was so distracted by getting rid of the line about pretzels on the street <laughs> that i don't even know if they changed the line about dad would be the stewardess
0: i think they did um and it's just like dad messed everything up or whatever yeah. so you know it, it's it, it, but even in that scene like it's there's not a specificness to it that would be nice but and and, so we find out that the parents are getting divorced they're moving to indiana to be with the mom the The mom mom. is
1: moving to be with her her mom mom. and
0: evan's moving to be with his mom and And his his mom's mom right exactly (laughs) anyway they arrive grandmother (laughs) they arrive in indiana grandma greets them and deborah messing looks at a little certificate on a wall because she was a finalist for best short story somewhere who cares (laughs) The whole she's this is the start of her subplot about like Deborah Messing needs to write a novel, which is not (laughs) the kind of flavor we were hoping they would inject into this. She
1: worked so hard for her BFA, and then she gave everything up for her her husband's law career, and now she's left Pearlman. Is that her name? Pearlman. Reeperman. Carla from Cheers. The grandmother
0: says like, "Oh my." this is your bedroom. It is completely unchanged from when your mom was here, but I do use it fully as a yoga studio now. And she says, she tells a little story about how like, you know, we moved to me and your grandfather moved to Indiana and the grandfather's Jewish as well. We, like I thought maybe she had married a, a Gentile and that's why they it moved is to Indiana. They moved.
1: So he's asking like, who else in this town is Jewish? And then they're like, just us. And he's like, is there even a temple? And the grandma's like, yeah, but it's a church. <laughs> she
0: says it's called a church. No. <laughs> it's a delivered wallet. That moment is funny. Um, Nick but laughed so, audibly. But
1: so it is weird that this Jewish couple would... Yeah, they just have, can't move. Their religion is important to them. It's strange to go somewhere that doesn't even have a temple.
0: But in the moment, you don't necessarily realize that the grandfather's also Jewish. Like, the logistics aren't the big question mark <laughs> that they become later. And she just says, like, oh, yeah, like, I moved here and I was very scared to, but now I live here, you know, now your grandpa's long dead and I live here on purpose still. Like, this place can become a home to you. Give it a chance. Fine, that's a sweet moment, but that, that's, like, the role that the grandma's going to play the whole time. It does make the rabbi feel superfluous that he's also giving her him advice. Next morning, hey. conversation about the temple. Yes. You know, Deborah we... Messing is just sort of in the background, <laughs> like, God, I wish I could write a novel. Not interesting. <laughs> the grandmother is in a book club, I guess, with her child neighbor. So,
1: Patricia I don't can... think they're in a book club. I think she just lent her a book. And the book is the bell jar. And then she's like, ugh, everyone here is so uncultured, except for you, Miss Ruth. And now you, Evan. Let me show you around town. It's the lamest place in the world. 30 miles to the <laughs> nearest river, 50 miles
0: to the airport. There's a place you can't And then she, she sings
1: the, the song, and it's. That's nice. There's They're... a
0: device that's happening where we're seeing the passage of time. Yes. So in the middle of the song, it's like,
1: July! <laughs>
0: also, Patrice is a photographer, but she's also big into recycling. We skipped the part of this movie that distressed me the most, which is that they pass Archie's house, and he lives in yeah, a home. Oh my god. Archie is a wheelchair user. He lives in a home that's all stairs. Is There's he's, no ramps that we ever his see. He's in
1: wheelchair right on the edge of the porch. <laughs> At the stairs, and he's like, Hey, Patrice! We actually don't. "What? What kind of wheelchair using family doesn't have
0: a ramp? At no point in this movie do we ever see a ramp. We never see anything accessible, actually. There's a moment where they go to the movies, and Archie's wheelchair is just in the middle of the aisle. People are, like, awkwardly sort of (laughs) shimmying around it. And he is somehow, like, we don't know who assisted him, seated in a seat next to his empty wheelchair. And then later he's strapped into his wheelchair, like, rolling around after the movie. And again, we're like, who put you in? Like, how did this? Who is helping you? He has no aid. He has no friend who's, like, designated to help him with this. Why is there not, like, this movie theater is violating the ADA, I guess. <laughs> and in his own home, we never once see a ramp. There's an implied ramp behind the second set of stairs. There's multiple sets of stairs on the outside of this house. Every door is above ground level. <laughs> like, you have to take stairs. He turns around from the edge of the stairs and kind of goes off in a way that implies there's a ramp behind you, but you n- we never see it. It's very weird. And so, this actor is a real wheelchair user. Yeah like wonder how he. I got mean, obviously best. he's not the production designer but it's just very like you've got to think i wonder what this experience was like for him being put in these like nightmarish situations <laughs> yeah. that he knows are not how he would navigate the world
1: but anyway i think that archie and patrice who in the stage show are like the secondary leads really get sidelined by deborah messing and the whole kendra lucy brett love triangle which yes so we we see july we see august August. now it's (laughs) mid-august it's
0: indiana so the school year starts earlier than it does for us we were blindsided when it was september and so much had already happened but
1: but so it's the first day of school we meet lucy she's like wow brett got really tall he's very tall he is way taller than all of his friends um like oh i think that we would look really good together and everyone's like ooh and then Kendra gets here and Kendra and Lucy are best friends and Kendra has been at Kendra and Lucy are best camp. friends but
0: we actually never see a moment where they seem to like each other at all like the way that things they have...
1: seem to be very superficial friends
0: yeah they're like moments where they're like of course we're best friends but it's like very we we don't see a single moment where they interact with each other and the first thing that Kendra does when she gets to school is like leave Lucy in the middle of a conversation to go talk to Brett
1: Mm-hmm. which is
0: fine like maybe they're just not friends but it doesn't yeah but
1: like. so kendra gets out of the car and lucy runs up to her and she's like oh my god how was your summer and kendra reveals to us how um strict her mom is and how terrible her summer was um and then she's like oh, brett oh my god it like kind of ditches lucy and she's then they are like talking very weirdly about how much their texts have meant to each other and how much they've missed each other. And Lucy's like, oh, I thought you couldn't text. This is also sort of the weirdest staging
0: in the movie where, like, Kendra, just, like, blocking of actors, where the girls and boys are standing in a little line, which is kind of cute, like, talking to each other. Mm-hmm. But then she says this thing about the texting, and Lucy steps in, like, to face Kendra in between, like, blocking the line, breaking the line. So now she's standing... With her back to all the boys in front of Kendra, just very weird. And no one's like, what do you do? Like peering around (laughs) her. They're just like, okay, we'll let this conversation happen. And then they swivel back. It's like a weird aside.
1: Yeah. But Kendra's just like, oh yeah, well, I mean, every once in a while I got my phone and I used it to text Brett. And Lucy's like, what the hell? Like, I thought we were best friends. In this moment, Lucy is very understandably hurt, and then her behavior after that is completely irrational. Um, <laughs> they sing a new song yes. that's got some summer loving vibes. It's like it's like it's called "I've Been Waiting," and it's like all summer I've been waiting to see you, and we're gonna kiss very shortly, and it, I can't wait for the first kiss. Mm-hmm. And they are singing to. It's not like. I
0: say summer loving vibes because it's like singing about the summer and your gendered groups, but the gendered but groups are right next to each, to each other each in earshot. Yeah. yeah, so Brett's like telling the boys, like, "Oh yeah, I can't wait to kiss Kendra," but Kendra's right there and Kendra's nodding, like, "Yeah." yeah and then like, Brett yeah, looks her I in can't the eyes. Wait to
1: kiss Brett. Yeah,
0: exactly. So everyone at school knows these two characters want to kiss each other. Everyone ships them. Yeah. They know they want to kiss each other. There's no tension here at all,
1: and it is a great number. I gotta say, I think the actress who plays Kendra. Is a rising star. She was awesome. Great voice, good dancing, you know. I
0: will say, I guess we're gonna talk about choreography later.
1: <laughs> if you have something to say now, you can say
0: it. No, just in general, my one choreography thought is that throughout this entire show, there's just too many moments where it's like, oh, these kids can do backflips. Like, th- there's just <laughs> a lot of like flipping and like stunts to the choreography that were distracting. Like, at a, a certain point, that's enough backflips for one movie. Um, And this is the point, they fulfilled the quota at this number and we have, like, six more group numbers to go, so. And they all
1: have back (laughs) at least one. Um, But yeah, so that's, I've been waiting. Then we're at lunch and Evan, oh wait, before lunch, Kendra and Brett are like, oh my god, you're Evan, the new kid? They're so nice. Also, they all knew
0: that there was going to be a new kid at school. It was like the word on the street, I guess.
1: Already, I know I said my biggest complaint was Deborah Messing, but I take that back. I just, like, this also goes back to, like, sanitizing. Like, all the characters do bad things and, like, are kind of messed up in the way that 13-year-olds are. Yeah, 13-year-olds are terrible. And everyone in this show, in this movie, is, like, very inherently good and well-intentioned which makes Lucy and Patrice seem much more irrational like obviously Lucy is the villain in the stage show but like Brett is just the nicest guy in this movie whereas in the musical he's like a creep and like kind of an asshole so like he dumps Kendra and she swoops in in this movie she's just like totally like like it just doesn't make sense because and the same thing with evan so the reason i was thinking of this now is because in the stage show evan like needs to prove himself right off the bat he's like hey if i can get you to kiss kendra at the this movie then like would you come to my bar mitzvah like he. All, right off the bat, he needs to prove himself and get Brett what he wants, whereas it, Brett needs no help in this movie because he and Kendra are 100% on the same page that they want to kiss each other. So they're nice to Evan. Evan's like, hey, want to come to my bar mitzvah? They're like, "Cool, yeah, of course. What's that? Lucy's like, <laughs> oh my god. That's a line from the...
0: Yeah, the book of the stage show is the thing about how like, oh, everyone gets circumcised at a bar mitzvah. But it just does feel like only letting Lucy keep like the dumb 13 year old lines is is weird. (laughs) Like it makes her seem especially evil.
1: And then, in terms of Patrice, right after he invites them, he's like, Yeah, um, it's not, no one's going to get circumcised, but it is a party. And like, my friend. It's actually not
0: even explicitly clear that no one's going <laughs> to. Exc- he's just like, No, 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 it's a party. There's dancing and music. I felt like he should have reacted a little stronger to the, the misconception that Lucy had.
1: Um, but he's like, My friend Patrice has been helping me plan it this summer. And they're all this is also a
0: detail that's unique to this movie. His mom is like, We gotta plan your bar mitzvah, and he's like, It's gotta be perfect, so I will plan my own bar mitzvah. And then throughout the movie, the mom is like, You haven't told us anything about your plans (laughs) for the bar mitzvah. (laughs) Which that whole thing feels so so dumb and (laughs) contrived. But anyway, so he and Patrice have been like Hiring a caterer, I guess, over the (laughs) summer. We, like, haven't seen that. Scouting venues. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, So
0: they've, like, very actively planned this together.
1: And so he's like, yeah, my friend Patrice. And and Lucy is like, ew, Patrice. And then we see her, like, get bullied. She's big into recycling. (laughs) She told Evan that she would help him um, plan his bar mitzvah if he would help her get signatures on her like recycling petition. <laughs> um so she's just like standing by this poster board at lunch and like come on guys sign this to get compostable cutlery and then someone just like throws a bunch of plastic straws at her and everyone's like haha that girl is a loser and then I don't remember what happened. So then happens. Patrice <laughs> explains like those,
0: I'm not friends with those kids. Like, why are you choosing to be friends with them that are mean to me? And Evan's like, well, they seem cool. And also they're all very nice to me, except for that one girl who's kind of mean. And that's the only, like, Patrice is also like, anyone who's friends with Lucy is not okay. Cause Lucy's so mean. And, but Evan's just like, nah, I'm more flexible on that. Um, But anyway, then he winds up proposing to her. Like, she's like, I don't want them come to the party. And he's like, okay, so then how about, you don't come to the mitzvah, but then you and I just have a special party. You, like just the two of us. Then everyone gets what they want. And she's like, no, that's not what I want. Obviously, that's a terrible situation for me. And she kind of storms off and goes sits with Archie and the new non-binary character friend.
1: But even the way that he says it, it's just, it's so weird. Because Evan is just a gem in this movie. And he's like, well, I mean, I... I want to have friends and I want people to come to my bar mitzvah like maybe we can do something just the two of us but I want to invite them they're nice to me and she's like wow I cannot believe that you would say that to me and the storm's off and then there's no Evan and Patrice interact like we have the lamest place in the world and then like they totally ignore each other or have weird tension but never like grow their relationship again and then kind of make up it in the end it's like the evan and patrice relationship is like the most important thing and they were kind of like nah and then it seems like patrice why are you like throwing away your friendship just because he gave one bad suggestion like he like in the stage show he like much more actively disregards her and like is mean to her in front of other people and ignores her and, like, just makes her feel like shit multiple times. It's kind of like, girl, like, he's trying. And also, the other people are nice, so why are you being so upset? they're nice except for Lucy.
0: The other people are nice except for Lucy and the next scene is cheer practice where we get to see how Lucy sings opportunity pretty much unchanged but again like now that except
1: with a weird rap in the middle which (laughs) was horrible
0: (laughs) it's just a story point that now that Brett and I mean so first of all also we've skipped we're flying through songs that should that exist in the stage show that just don't so Archie's in the stage show Archie wants to be with Kendra, and he sort he of like still puts, wants to
1: be with Kendra in the movie,
0: but it, but he not actively he doesn't pursue it. Yeah,
1: in the movie,
0: he like I mean, in the stage show, he tr- coerces Evan into like trying to get them set up, and he has that my favorite song from thirteen is "Get Me What I Need." They cut that song; it's not replaced with anything. Archie really has nothing going on. Yeah, he's like only in the movie is sort of like a nod to people who are familiar with the stage show and know there's a character named Archie who's a wheelchair user mm-hmm. or not even on yeah, the, no, not a wheelchair use user. A He's wheelchair a, wheelchair a, yeah, who is disabled. And this Archie is like, Ooh, more disabled. That's exciting. But,
1: but that's less not terminal. obviously disability I mean, is not a spectrum, what that's a disability <laughs> is. but
0: yes, that's true. Actually, <laughs> Archie,
1: Archie in the stage show, show is like, I could die at any minute. So please do what I want. Um, <laughs> <sighs> but um anyway <laughs> and that's another like okay i don't i don't really know what point we're at in the movie we're now. at opport-
0: opportunity uh, uh, did he and did he have
1: the conversation with archie yet about coming or no, no. We, didn't, For, we didn't the have blood, blood master, master happens yet, so that's the song yeah. in this one
0: yeah okay. right so so there's none of this sort of like In the stage show, there's just, like, these competing interests that exist, but at this point, the only person who really has, like, a desire that's conflicting with what's happening, one is Patrice, obviously, who doesn't want Evan to be friends with these people, and Lucy, who sings Opportunity, and she wants to interfere with this relationship where it's been replaced with basically a love song. Everyone in school knows that these two characters want to kiss, Mm -hmm. so it's, like, it's nice—oh, that's why I was saying this, because in the show, there's so many people who are lusting after Kendra— And Kendra really doesn't get any agent, like, Kendra doesn't really get to sing (laughs) what she would like in act one. Kendra's basically
1: (laughs) only song, it's like, I love, it was always like one of the biggest issues with the musical is how little Kendra has to do and how little agency she has and how little singing she does. So it was great that they added a song for Kendra, then they like add another song for Kendra, um, but, and get rid of a song for Patrice, but... Um, Like, the only singing she really does in the musical is, like, if he tries to kiss me and I let him, and then Lucy's like, you're a slut, you're a whore, you're a tease, everyone will hate you no matter what you do. So, like, just getting told what to do with, like, uh, she obviously wants to kiss Brett, but, like, you know... She's just getting tossed around much more in the sta- musical. Yeah,
0: in the state in the, in the movie, she very clearly has a desire, but it just makes her friend like Lucy having the same. The, unlike in thirteen, where her friend is ha- has there's a confusing situation that her friend's not sure how to navigate and there's an opportunity for her to take advantage of it. Here, there's no opportunity. You're like, what is the opportunity you're seeing? Like, you have to create the opportunity or just be evil.
1: Evil. (laughs) Yeah, also, the opportunity in the stage show is this song comes after. Spoiler alert, there's, like, a big movie date. They go to see the Blood Master and it doesn't go well and Brett, like ends it with kendra that's the opportunity to swoop in there is absolutely no opportunity here so it was weird placement <laughs> so then evan i guess is not friends with like
0: you know the, i think the grand we have another scene at home the grandma's like why aren't you writing a novel and yeah. she's like <laughs> this whole stupid she's like, deborah what messing. should
1: i write about And then, like, describes her own life and is like, no, write a novel. It doesn't (laughs) need to be a memoir.
0: (laughs) And then the grandma maybe makes a remark about how Patrice isn't around. Nothing interesting happens. So the next interesting thing that happens is that Evan's hanging out with Brett at school. And Brett's like, like, God, I I don't know how to kiss Kendra. Even, like, her her mom's too controlling. There's no way that we'll ever be able to kiss each other.
1: It's not even (laughs) that he's presenting reasons why he can't. He's just like, ugh look at kendra i want to kiss her and evan's like if you both want to kiss why don't you just do it and he's like it's got to be the perfect timing and the perfect place and evan's like oh boy i got it the scene also starts horror movie (laughs) the scene also starts
0: with brett and evan i forgot that they were just like shooting hoops and brett shoots a hoop and evan's like you're the best at everything (laughs) And then they start this conversation probably. Oh, and then, then he's saying, like, he's also like, oh, yeah, I'm also a musician. Like, can my band play at your bar mitzvah? <laughs> And I thought maybe he would be bad and he would play Hey Kendra. Yeah, because he was that's like. that's not the case. He's, he's very like, good.
1: Yeah, I've got songs. I've got Kendra. Hey, Kendra. Look at that, Kendra. And I was like, oh, my God. Because I was, when they sing, I've been waiting. I was like, oh, no. Hey Kendra is my favorite song and it was very clear that it wasn't gonna happen so I was like that would be very funny if like at the bar mitzvah he's like singing Hey Kendra but he doesn't um but yeah yeah
0: so then they so Evan pitches a horror movie is the best thing to do and Lucy keeps being like okay well logistically this won't be feasible and then Evan keeps singing like no actually it's gonna be great like the, I this is gonna work out totally fine and everyone in school is like yeah Brett and Kendra are gonna kiss. We ship this so hard. And they have such a great time singing and getting excited for the horror movie. And then after the song, Lucy confronts Evan and is like, "If I don't come to your bar mitzvah. No one's gonna come to your bar mitzvah. So actually you need to figure out a way to make this kiss not happen because if they kiss each other, I'm gonna be mad because I have a crush on Brett. And Evan's like, oh, okay, I'm not going to do anything bad with that information. In fact, I'm very respectful of your privacy and I will try to honor your wishes because I want everyone to come to my bar mitzvah. Whatever. So then (laughs) he goes to...
1: I gotta... Well, just, yeah. He goes to Archie and he's like, will you, like, cause a distraction when Brett and Kendra are going to kiss and, like maybe like faint or something so that they don't kiss because if they kiss then Lucy will get everyone to not go to my bar mitzvah and and Archie is like so me and Kendra can kiss and he's like no I never said that I don't know why you think that you kissing Kendra is part of the plan I just want you to distract them so that kendra and brett don't kiss but my plan has nothing to do with you kissing kendra want to make that a hundred thousand percent (laughs) clear in the musical he needs archie to convince his mom to buy tickets to the horror movie so he's using archie to he's like hey if you get my mom to buy tickets I will make sure that you get to kiss Kendra because he's just like man, trying to manipulate everyone because all he cares about is getting people to go to his bar and he's not a good friend. And this, because he's like, and no one says Archie no has to sung a, a with whole a terminal right. illness. Like, Archie
0: sung a whole song also about how he wants Evan to get, right. It's yeah. like, Archie has a clear MO and Evan is exploiting that. So, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. But in this, Evan is like... Hey audience. I have the purest intentions and it's like that's great. I love you, boy.
0: But it also it, I thought Archie being like and then I get to kiss Kendra and you know then Evan is like to be explicitly clear you will not get to kiss Kendra and he's like, "Right." And then I'll kiss Kendra and I was like, "Okay, maybe Archie is going to try to like is going to be pushy. He's going to try to kiss Kendra even Though that's not the plan. Like, he will maybe act. He will be pushy. But he doesn't do anything.
1: It's like, what's even the point? (laughs) So. (laughs) Anyway, then we have getting ready.
0: And also, Patrice comes over to. Before Archie gets ready, Patrice comes over and she is like. He's on the different set of stairs at the very edge of them and they're having a conversation. (laughs) And she realizes that he's helping evan and he, he is fully forthright about what's happening he's like yes i am just going to help evan get people to go to his bar mitzvah but i get to sit next to kendra and i'm okay with this like i'm a pawn in his plan and that's fine by me and patrice is like righteously upset about this
1: she's like you're using my disabled friend <laughs>
0: Which is not what's like. That yeah. is not how Archie and understands Evan's, the situation. Evan's
1: like, "What are you talking about? I'm not using anyone. I'm the pure
0: boy." And I guess we'll talk about what happened. Yeah. Th- then they get ready. They sing, getting ready, and everyone gets ready. Nothing interesting happens here. Now they're at the movie brett and kendra first of all archie already in the theater so the only reason he sits next to kendra is because brett and kendra chose to climb over his wheelchair to get into the aisle
1: i was like how especially because their plan is that they all bought tickets to like a kids movie and then snuck in and that's another thing is like evan really didn't need archie except for that one thing like. He creates the distraction so everyone else can get in. Like he really was doing his thing, you know. Um, so everyone's sneaking in, so it's not like they have assigned seats. Art, like, how did Archie know that they would <laughs> sit right next to him, anyways? <laughs> Which <laughs> they, like do Evan could
0: have whatever. I'm <laughs> still just mad about the. <laughs> That is not how wheelchair users see movies. <laughs> anyway, they're about to kiss. Archie is getting excited to do something. Who even knows what he's gonna do? But then the manager Kendra's comes in. Mom oh yeah,
1: is like, stop it. <laughs>
0: And the movie theater manager and also Deborah Messing is there and she's furious with Evan and Patrice is there too. And it's implied that Patrice is who alerted Evan's mom, who then I guess alerted Kendra's mom about everything that's going on. And so Patrice has acted actually quite unkindly to Evan here by just ruining his night. Exactly. Um, And she didn't, I think she should have sung what it means to be a friend before that. So we would at least get like a window into her motive. But again, like we just cut all the Patrice songs and she doesn't, we don't see her internal life until the very end again.
1: Um, Also just another, like anytime we talk about like an adaptation that's not a hundred percent accurate, we always are like talking about what actually happens. But I feel like it's important. In the musical what happens is that Archie and Brett both lean in to kiss Kendra at the same time and Lucy pulls her back and then the two of them kiss and then um Brett gets like really mad that he kissed a boy and Kendra like knees him in the crotch or something to like get him to like back off and then he breaks up with her in this like They are still very much into each other, but her mom pulls her away, and then Brett is, like, sitting there sad, like, oh, man, this didn't go well. And Lucy just walks over and kisses him while Kendra is standing, like, a few feet away, watching and crying, and she's like, come on, boyfriend! And Brett is like, what is happening? It's just like, there was no opportunity. They still obviously were together and wanted to kiss each other. I don't know. And also the reason, because then it's also like, oh, there needs to be some contrived reason that everyone is mad at Evan. In the earlier version, in the stage show, it's obvious why everyone's mad at Evan because he was using a girl as a pawn telling like manipulating ways to get two guys to try to kiss her at the same time and it obviously backfires here Archie's like but Evan said I could kiss Kendra and Brett is like what why would you say that and Evan's like I never said that (laughs) and then that's why everyone's mad at Evan they're like Evan well they're also mad at him because it's
0: his mom who ruins the but, yeah, it's there's no reason that anyone should be mad at him. If anything, everyone should be mad at Patrice, rightfully. <laughs> but so then there's a sequence of... Brett's now, he used to be the best at every sport. Now he's bad at football, and it's because uh, Lucy is just his girlfriend now, and she's constantly annoying him. We just get a sequence of her being the worst, and then the other boys on the football team saying bad, bad news about Lucy. Um... And Nick has some thoughts <laughs> on choreography.
1: Okay, so let me start off by saying I love the song "Bad, Bad News." It's probably one of my favorite songs in the musical. I thought that was Hey Kendra. It's both of them. Okay. Um, like and I like I wasn't really expecting that to be one of the songs that gets kept, but I was very happy that it was. The choreography is good. but it's all every single move they do is from a tiktok dance ah and it's just insane it's like i can't tell if it's good or bad because yeah they're 13 so yeah most of their dancing would probably be from tiktok and they do it well and it works with the song but i'm also like is this what like theater is now just people doing tiktok dances like i don't know i i still don't know how to feel about it because they thought it was a well done number but okay it's i just too crazy. and i did not know that that's what was happening i could see nick having an
0: aneurysm <laughs> and i wasn't sure why and that is very interesting i just find it intellectually interesting but yeah i don't know that's like that's mm-hmm. yeah i could see why that was stressing you out
1: yeah and that's I don't also, think that's what theater is. There there was also, like, a lot of... I just, from the very beginning, I was like, who choreographed this? Because it was, like, a lot of TikTok and, like, weird stuff. Throughout, but also, there was TikTok yeah, dances. But also, like, not TikTok stuff and good stuff and backflips. <laughs> um, but I very much respect Cheval Sims, so it was... And intr- Not that I was going to disrespect whoever choreographed it, but I just wasn't expecting it to be him. Um, that was all I needed to say about the choreography. Overall, it was weird, but it worked.
0: Then we get a song between Evan and his mom where they're both... It's not like mom comforting son. It's not like... It It doesn't have uh, so big, so small energy. It's like... Both of their story lines. It's like mom sings a verse about her subplot where she's like, Yeah, it's also hard to be 49. <laughs> and then he <laughs> sings a verse about how it's hard to be 13. Like, it's just a weird number. Yeah. It's a fine song, but it's it doesn't it's have any oomph boring, to it. It's like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's hard to and be like, Wow, I'm so amazed by this mid tempo. Yeah. And, it's and just, there's
1: nothing interesting in like the blocking. They're just sitting on a porch. And Deborah Messing is not like the best singer that like we needed a big Denver Messing song. um, Yeah. It's just not great,
0: Uh, but, but you know, they get there.
1: But Evan is a very good singer, especially to be like, I feel like everyone, honestly, now that I think about it, no shade to original Evan and Kendra, but they were the weakest singers on the cast album. And I was the most impressed with Evan and Kendra. I was most impressed with the little boy the, who sang
0: the solo in Bad Bad News. But. Yeah, he
1: was great. It was, yeah, that was amazing. Because, you know, in the musical, I always loved that part. But it does seem like, just like a prepubescent boy who can hit that note. And this, I was like, that's good singing, you know? Um, anyway, I I just was impressed with him because the Evan on the cast album is like... Got an annoying voice and he has a nice voice. <laughs> oh, we forgot to describe my
0: favorite moment, which is that when Evan is on his way to school, his mom's like, Wait! and then she throws him an apple. What a weird detail. that <laughs>
1: was your favorite moment? Wow.
0: <laughs> I'm thinking about it because, anyway, the next scene is that we're back at school. I think there's another apple. Brent, they're in the cafeteria. Oh, I also didn't mention that multiple times in this movie, I wasn't sure if we were looking at a green screen, like in the New York stuff. There's a scene in a hotel. Where I'm or in a like apartment lobby where I was like, is this green screened? It's very weird. Like that this would be a weird location to green screen, but it does seem green screen. And then there's a phone conversation with the dad where he's just like in a, the atrium of a bank or something. <laughs> like it's we have, you have no idea where he is. It's just he's in front of like a glass door. It looks like a like he's leaving a CVS or something. It's very strange. <laughs> All the New York locations are bad. Anyway, we're back at school. It's lunch. Brett and Lucy's relationship is still terrible. Lucy, like, leaves the room. Brett, like, puts his head on the table. He's like, my life's so terrible. I can't even eat my lunch. What do also, I do? Also,
1: sitting alone.
0: Yeah, and so is Kendra. Every
1: single yeah, person in the friend group all abandoned of Kendra. Kendra's friends ditched her just because she has a strict mom, I guess. And because the boy that she was obviously like having a thing with just like ditched her for her best friend, and the friend, whole it's school like, shipped dang. her with
0: Brett. Like it's yeah. very weird that they were like, okay, we really just want Brett to have a girlfriend. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Lucy leaves the room, and Evan gives Bre- Brett's like, what am I gonna do? And then Evan sings, "Tell her," and he's like, "You should tell her, you know, that you think of her at sunrise and
1: sunset and, <laughs> and <laughs> dinner and noon." noon. Um, those were new lyrics <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> for the movie. I do. It, that's one of the songs. But really, that he tells her to tell him like, sorry. Of all the songs to keep, I was like, I don't know. I guess sure. It's. I mean, it made sense. Yeah, it made sense. The,
0: it, the songs that were got cut for the most part were songs that supported the plot lines that got removed. Yeah, and like. I kind of understand, like, I wish that Get Me What I Need had just had lyrics changed and the, the structure of the plot stayed the same. And maybe you were like, okay, it's 2022, it's just not, it doesn't read as, like, just regular teen angst to have these kids lusting after this girl character who has no agency. So either we add, we give Kendra her own point of view here, we villainize one of these kids a little bit more or you just change sort of what the mechanics of this are a little bit you know you change his mm-hmm. desires a little bit to you sanitize his want but you still keep this like the web of manipulation that is happening here that makes the story interesting but so, so I don't think that the songs that were cut were cut because they weren't good songs yeah. they were just cut because it was well, like no, yeah yeah this they were kinda, like we're not gonna do anything with this
1: cause okay so they sing tell her and then this was nice then we see Brett telling her the things that everyone just told her to told him to tell her he says I think of you at sunrise <laughs> no, <laughs> no but he does he, doesn't, he sings part. the
0: verse which is nice yeah yeah, yeah
1: yeah um and then they kiss and everyone is standing around them and they're like woo yeah the kiss that we've all been waiting for and then uh, Lucy walks in and she's like what's happening why are you all cheering for my boyfriend kissing another girl and then Kendra's like he's not your boyfriend anymore or something <laughs> and Lucy like storms off and this is I was like oh I'm so ready she's gonna call Cassie and they're gonna sing it can't be true which is the best song <laughs> <laughs> third best song <laughs> <laughs> i did i was um, like i but oh you can talk
0: first i felt like there's no way like there's a whole bar mitzvah to happen still so this can't be the end of the conflict like there's got to be some sort of third act wrinkle here but but mm-hmm. there's not like the rest yeah. of the movie is characters who have already forgiven like evan and patrice sort of have a moment and tell her but it's, so it's like okay they've sort of already patched things up, but then it's the scene of Patrice getting some advice from Ree Perlman anyway, like about how do I forgive someone who I'm so mad at? I'm like I thought you already did, didn't you just do that a musical <laughs> a number ago? Like what's happening here? Yeah, it's like just people and then there's a scene between Kendra and Lucy, but it's just like everyone apologizing to each mm-hmm. other and then a full bar mitzvah scene. It's
1: yeah yeah it, okay this is this is a good time to talk about what I want to talk about, which is that the pacing of the musical is everything leading up to Blood Master date, everything going wrong, and then all of the fallout of the date. But since we kind of made the date not as important, I feel like all the pacing feels really strange. So it's like, you know, Lucy swooping in to date Brett wasn't so as backstabbing as it was in the movie. So it makes sense for when Brett and Kendra get back together for Lucy to go on this rampage. I was like, it would be crazy if Lucy to, like, it's time to wrap it up, time for her to get her redemption. But unfortunately, that means we're missing this great song and a good moment. Um, yeah basically i i just feel like by make i feel like there could have been a way to make the date more important that could have meant that more good songs could have felt like they belonged yeah
0: yeah it is like the just you make a good point which is that like lucy has even now that lucy maybe has even more motivation to Mess with stuff after Kendra kisses the person who is her boyfriend in front yeah. of the whole school, and then everyone sort of like turns on her, like she could be offended, but we kind of just like wasted time. Mm-hmm. We-, we had too many things that did, you know, like it felt very episodic. The getting to the blood master thing, like that was pretty unprompted, so we just had too much time wasted with stuff that didn't, yeah, there was no causality for that. Then when we have like, oh, a really compelling motivation to keep an action and a song from the original score. It's like, but, but now that we don't have stories, sp- like just pacing wise, it doesn't make sense to keep that. So we have to cut that too. Like you could see the logic behind it. Like, yeah, it would have felt weird if there was another 30 minutes to this yeah. movie. And there's not a ton of material. Like you would have to pad it out with more original songs. So like, yeah, th- that's the most intuitive decision to get rid of it. But it just reflects some storytelling failures leading up to it that you feel like cheated of. A, a cheated of central conflict <laughs> like,
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah so but instead we get all these we just get the apology tour patrice talks to the grandma evan leaves a little canva Look. project <laughs> or he printed something on shutterfly that was like a bunch of photos <laughs> of them and it says Your like come to my bar mitzvah ice
1: cream is vanilla and mine is mint chocolate chip anyway i love you please <laughs> come to my bar mitzvah <laughs>
0: Lucy and Kendra have a conversation and Lucy's like really I just you know she she gets kind of redeemed which is fine you're 13 everyone is redeemable at 13.
1: She's like I was sad that you texted Brett and not me and Kendra's like I'm sorry you're my best friend (laughs) and they go to the barbets together. The rabbi is like, I have some hey. wisdom, too.
0: <laughs> Evan has a phone conversation with his dad. That happened at some point in the throughout this. He's
1: been dodging his dad's phone calls, and then he answers his dad's phone call. And, and it's not just, that interesting. Yeah. The dad is <laughs>
0: checking out a CVS. <laughs> he wasn't expecting him to pick up. It's like lunch, also. It's weird that he's calling at this time, especially because he's been calling like every day. Anyway, he's been also trying to find out if he should come to the bar mitzvah. And there's not even a moment where Evan really makes that decision. He's just there at the bar mitzvah. And he yeah. says like, "Thanks for letting me come." So I was like, "Okay, I guess you decided that's fine." Would have been nice to see your struggle with that, but we didn't. Um, and then the family takes a photo together. They're like, "Oh, a selfie." It's just like all fine, sweet moments. But for 20 more minutes, it's like. I
1: can't- stress enough how weird i think it is that none of his family went because it's like it's not like he's an adult and he hasn't talked to his dad in years and his dad is like hey can i come to your bar mitzvah it's like he is your full parent that like you have a very like yeah you're mad at him because he left your mom but like why would he not go to your bar mitzvah he's your dad like you're still close and then like it's just really, like, a bar mitzvah is something that your whole family, extended family and all, will go to. Like, I don't know. I guess he's in Indiana and none of them wanted to make the trip, but they it's don't also, even talk about it. Th- there's something, this is, like, not that just
0: In the movie, I mean, in the stage show, th- the opposite of the movie, in the stage <laughs> show, there's... A, No adults, obviously. Obviously, if you haven't seen Thirteen, there's no adult actors. That's sort of the shtick of it on Broadway. Is that every person in the band and the cast was under the age of eighteen or eighteen and under It was teenagers, maybe some nineteen year olds. But anyway, it was an all teen cast and band. And then when you do it with youth theaters, no one needs to like put on glasses and a pearl necklace and be like, (laughs) "I'm the grandma." Like that's not how the stage show works. Obviously, in a movie, you could. It's like you need to have adults. And I do think, like, I think there's too much adults. I for sure think that Deborah Messing is the weakest story addition here. Even the grandma and the rabbi with their pearls of wisdom. It's like, uh, that's too much, proportionally way too many pearls of wisdom from old people in this. Mm -hmm. But I do think that this movie had an opportunity to do something which the stage show doesn't do, which is, like, when you're 13, you feel like an adult, but your life is also still so constrained by, like, you feel like you're being treated like a child, but you also can't drive yourself places, especially in the suburbs. Like, that's a big change from New York to Indiana is, like, your yeah. ability to move around is now, like, beholden to other people. And in this, we, like, at the bar mitzvah, no family, only 13-year-olds. There's no, like, parents sitting in the back. There's no moment in this where it's, like, hard to get somewhere because your parents can't drive you. Kids are just biking everywhere, which, like, is true. Like, kids getting do that. Getting a ride that. from Cassie's get- mom. Getting a from, from Cassie's cool mom. School. But, like, there's not... I wish that there was actually more like the, oh, the place where I wanted more adults was like on the in the back of the church or like in, you know, like interaction with the parents in the car, like the time that you have to be ready to be picked up. That kind of stuff is like a very real part of being 13 that this movie like just completely erases away, mm-hmm. which is a bum. Like I wish that there had been more of that. But there's not, it's just an all kid bar mitzvah, and then somehow they all get from the church that is doubling as a temple to the reception hall where Brett's band that's actually Check quite a school good bus. plays brand new. You, oh, but first they sing, Evan sings his Torah yes. stuff, and then he starts singing a little more homework. And then Patrice stands up. It was
1: like in my mind, I was like, it would be so funny if Patrice just stands up and starts singing Day Turns to Day Turns to Day, and then she did. I was like, that is crazy. (laughs) And then then everyone stands up and sings Day Turns to Day. day. Like I wanted it to be a little more gradual than it was. I
0: was fine with the standing up and the bar mitzvah, but I thought that maybe it would be like a couple people stand a couple more and then everyone standing at the end, but it was like Patrice starts it and then the whole choir rises. (laughs) And it's like intercut with some footage of stuff in the future, and we're not and really then, sure what yeah, it was. There They're was like,
1: someone moving. I don't know who though. Um, maybe
0: they were moving into their own place. Like they were leaving the grandma. Oh, the grandma has a very big house. Yeah, like
1: she doesn't need them to move out. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Deborah messington like sharing a room with her mom's orthopedic shoes. <laughs> I was like, put your shoes in your own room, grandma. <laughs> um anyway (laughs) they sing brand new you um brett's band is playing brett is not playing the guitar for real it's so funny it's very obvious that he's not playing um and they do a good job singing that song kendra's controlling mom
0: see that's like kendra just gets to go to this bar mitzvah her mom's like i know what a bar mitzvah is and i believe that's what you're going to she's never heard of this before in her life (laughs) she should be there watching the whole time like a hawk that would just be like funny too like i think yeah. there could be comedy in kendra's always present mom you know like getting away from the mom should whatever that's fine this movie <laughs> i think it was not as good as it could have been yeah and i don't i'm not not because i'm like it should have just adhered purely to the stage show but just because mm-hmm. like there is stuff you could have replaced the stuff you removed yeah. with and they just didn't Agreed. so then it's just, you, you get a 20 minutes of epilogue basically yeah. Which is not a good feeling. It's
1: like I did like all of the new songs, but it, yeah, it just didn't have as much story. And what they replaced it with was a boring subplot that didn't feel true to the heart of the show.
0: Yeah, and it didn't. And the relationships didn't feel like the the friendship between yeah. Kendra and Lucy didn't feel meaningful and the friendship, the friendship between, between Evan and, and Patrice just disappears yeah and also and, Patrice like, and Archie I thought like that... Archie also should be annoyed with Patrice for ruining his thing I mean he is but th- but just in one scene and then it's completely over and also she's kind of tokenizing of him to be like oh you're like taking advantage of my disabled friend yeah. like he should be like excuse me I'm right here but he's not he's just uh, everyone forgives very quickly
1: it's also just strange to me because during the bar mitzvah i was like you know they're definitely not gonna kiss and you know i would think that a movie would prioritize the romantic storyline more than a musical would but they totally get rid of any like idea of evan and patrice becoming more than friends because they're barely friends like it would feel weird if they kissed but they do kiss in the musical and they don't kiss in the movie and they're like they like dance together it's like oh yeah they're friends again but like i don't know there was nothing romantic there which i just thought was interesting yeah Well, but that's thirteen. That's Overall, 13. I had a good time. I love the music of thirteen, and this was fun. I I was like very excited for there to be a thirteen movie, and it it was a good time, but didn't live up to. Yeah, what I was disappointed by it.
0: But I do like the music. I wish I wish that more of the music that I like had been. Yeah. In. And I was less impressed by the new songs. I liked the sort of summer night song, but I didn't love Me the. Too.
1: Porch song. Yeah. Blood, it was also weird because Bloodmaster has like a very similar like feel to Opportunity. Just like the core of the like melody is pretty similar and they're back to back. And it's like Opportunity, I liked that they included it, but that was also kind of weird that it was like a cut song from the musical that they included and then they wrote a new song. That sounded a lot like it, and put them back to back. I don't know. It was a good song, but it just felt weird. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's we don't our remember how podcast. we this. Goodbye. Oh, do we um, say subscribe or
0: something? Oh my god, what do we say? <laughs> this was Sister Act. That's what you're listening to for a few more moments. Uh, my oh, name is Jackie. This was thank Nicola. You thank you for listening. For
1: listening. Love you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>